This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Askinaut for Being Upset That My Family Didn't Get My Kids Christmas Presents? Oh, man. I married into a wealthy family. My family is lower middle class, so it was quite a change. I have two kids, six female and four male, that get more or less anything they want, but they aren't spoiled. Anyways, we decided to spend the day before Christmas with my family and Christmas Day with my in-laws, since my dad worked on Christmas Day. My mom calls all the kids to the tree for presents and did her usual, you guys were so good and that's why Santa gave you all these things, speech. After that, all of them quickly found theirs, but my two kids kept searching and couldn't find anything. My son was on the verge of tears and my daughter was quiet after the tree was cleared and they were left with nothing. No! We're not, no. No, come on. I asked my mom what was going on, and my mom looked at me and then at my kids and went, Oops, I thought you knew. We all decided that we weren't buying them Christmas gifts. Uh, what? The amount of pissed off that I would be for my kids on my kids' behalf right then would have been like immediate Grinch mode. Immediate. And also another one of these. I asked her why, and she said that they get more than they need from me and my in-laws and that they collectively decided to spend more on those that need it. She looked at my son, who had tears running down his face, and said, See, look at how spoiled he is. This is good for them. Okay, uh, I'll pardon the, pardon the language, but this lady. Look how spoiled he is because he's in tears because you gave everyone else gifts but him and his sister? Yeah, is that what spoiled looks like? She's at Ascon 1 right now. We're going. Ascon 1. There's more to the story, but I don't care right now. I'm pissed. Somebody did that to my kids. I'd be like, all right, get your stuff. Oh, wait, you don't have any stuff. All right, we're leaving. She then walked away. I quietly went back to the guest room and packed our things. I then called my husband who had offered to go grab my mom something from Walmart and told him to leave the stuff and come pick us up. He was doing her a favor when all this went down. We then left quietly after I let my dad know. He was disappointed, but said he understood. We managed to cheer up the kids and visited my in-laws instead. A while later, I got a call from my mother. She kept asking me why I disappeared like that and said that she was waiting for the stuff my husband was bringing from Walmart. Oh, that's what spoiled looks like. This will be a good lesson for you, biatch. I told her very politely that I didn't like what she did to my children and that she or literally anyone else could have at least told me. 
My mom said I was acting very entitled for someone who goes on multiple vacations a year. She then brought up my son crying again. I got pissed and told her the reason he cried is because of her stupid is because of her stupid speech about only good kids getting presents. My mom then randomly said that maybe he isn't a good kid if he cried like that over not getting toys. We argued back and forth over this, but I ended up saying that she's very lucky I didn't snatch back the gifts that I bought for my nieces and nephew. My mom just said, the entitlement, before hanging up. My sister texted me the same thing, and my other sister said that I'm playing the victim when the real victims are them and the other kids. How? My mom sent a similar text as well. Am I the astronaut? Uh, okay, just to clarify, the presents my husband and I got our kids were at our in-laws since we were going there after my parents for Christmas Day. We told my in-laws what happened, and they got some extra things to cheer them up. Getting their presents cheered my daughter up. It cheered my son up as well, but the speech my mom gave seems to be bothering him still. I've been using Santa wasn't done delivering presents, which again seems to have mostly worked since they did eventually get things, but I will be doing what a few people suggested about Santa apologizing and reassuring my kids that they were never on the naughty list. Thanks. They're six and four. Six and four. I didn't mean to knock my headphones off. Hold on. I know you're seeing my ears is weird. You've never seen them before. So what it sounds like is that mama here, mama here is jelly because the in-laws now are wealthy and they, she feels like should be providing everything for them. And she's punishing the children for it to make some kind of statement. What is the statement here? You're making a political statement by using a six and four year old. What kind of disgruntled pelican is this woman? And the fucking speech, the speech was intentional. A hundred percent intentional. She was taking a dig here. Guess what happens when you pull this kind of shit, ma? No contact. Pain creates change. You're not going to be able to change this woman, by the way. However, not getting to see you or your kids ever again might be enough pain to show her that she screwed up. Not to get her to change her opinion or change her ways, but maybe to make her regret the decision. This is terrible. It's freaking terrible. I don't care if you got them some less expensive little token gift to try to spread the wealth to the kids who need it. Nothing isn't an option because nothing sends a message that has a lot in it. Nothing to a kid is a lot. It's everything. And the speech that she gave about only the good kids getting presents and then these two kids not getting it why are they not good they're not good because 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 their other grandparents are wealthy wow okay cool uh grandma's talking is going to be full of squelchy beans this lady doesn't get to be around you or your family ever again and that's what it's going to take this is a no contact this is a complete crossing the line she's at ascom one uh she's She's a terrible shit person. And OP, it sounds like you're fairly well adjusted, which I don't know how, seeing as how you came from this woman. Uh, but she's the, the pettiness. And speaking of the entitlement, her pulling this shit and then, and then being like, well, I was waiting on your husband to come back with the things that he went to the store for me. The entitlement. Mother, piss off. She's the Grinch. This is a Grinchy, shitty woman. And again, proximity is how she's able to pull this kind of shit off. Well... No longer have proximity. That's how no contact goes. So
Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This is from the AITA subreddit and it is titled, Am I the Askinaut for showing up at my sister's party after her miscarriage despite knowing that I couldn't drink and people would suspect I was pregnant? So I guess we need to deliver a little bit of a trigger warning here. My name is Kayla and I'm 22 female. My sister, Leah, who's 25, unexpectedly had a miscarriage a week ago. I felt especially guilty because I recently had found out that I was pregnant as well, but had opted to wait to tell anyone. I felt guilty, so I elected to keep quiet about it for as long as I could, as I didn't want to take any attention away from her grief or cause her any pain. This became a problem when my family arranged a little get-together at her place to help her feel better, where alcohol was to be involved. The night was going fine, and my sister really seemed to be smiling and enjoying herself. I was staying away from the beer and vodka, kind of shutting down the strange looks from my family and friends, who know I almost never turned down an opportunity to drink. Most were believing my lies, except my sister's friend, Ash, who came up to me and asked, Are you pregnant or something? Why aren't you drinking? I laughed and said that I had to watch out for my health and trying to change the subject. My sister saw us talking, however, and came up with a shot in her hand. She basically said that she was really glad I was there and wanted to take a shot with me. I had a feeling that Ash had told her I wasn't drinking and had come to confirm her suspicions. I turned her down and said that I was just happy to be in the moment with her. Leah got this teary look on her face and kind of eyed my stomach. She set the drink down and asked me slowly if I was pregnant and trying to hide it. I froze in the moment, which must have basically confirmed what she was suspecting. She burst into tears and asked again, much louder this time, which caused most of the people in her apartment to look at us. She told me to either drink the shot or tell the truth. I wasn't sure what to do, so I opted to just tell her the truth. I tried to tell her that I really didn't want to take any attention away from her pain, but she wasn't listening. She started accusing me of coming to her apartment to boast about my pregnancy and how I've always got what I wanted. She also said that I shouldn't have come to the party knowing that I couldn't drink and that I obviously knew that people were going to know that I was pregnant, basically going on about how I was attention-seeking. At this point, our dad stepped in to calm her down because she was belligerent at this point. At that point, me and my boyfriend decided it was better for us to just leave. Oh, yeah. I even got a few quiet congrats, which I feel awful about. She's not really talking to me right now, which I kind of understand, but at the same time, all I really wanted was to be there for her. People are more so leaning in her side because she's going through a hard time right now, but I feel like I'm not being listened to. My mom told me that she understands, but that it was but that it was wrong of me to come knowing I was pregnant. All right, mom, you get one of these. Edit, I know you guys may find it strange. We partied after her miscarriage as so soon, but that's just how my family is. We drink and get together after funerals too. We aren't really the type to mope around in our fields. We like to be together and have fun as a family when things are hard. I know that may be different for most of y'all. Okay, um, <laughs> this was a Kobayashi Maru. You had no, it was a no-win scenario. I'm going NTA here. The question is, am I the astronaut for showing up at my sister's party after her miscarriage, despite knowing that I couldn't drink and people would suspect I was pregnant? No, you are not the asshole for that. What would have happened if you didn't show up? Really? What would have happened if you hadn't shown up? Then you would be the asshole because you don't give a shit about her. You couldn't even show up to support her, right? The damage would have been greater, I would think. You were trying to hide it. You were doing the right thing here. You were trying not to make a scene about it. The scene was made by her. She chose to put a spotlight on it and make a spectacle of it because she wanted to. And why, I don't know. What benefit comes from that at all? You clearly weren't attention-seeking. You were doing the exact opposite of that. You were trying You were trying to be there for her. You were trying to console her. You were trying to show your support without 
showing this off at all. And you couldn't drink. What were you supposed to do? If you hadn't shown up, you would have been the devil for not being there and not giving a shit. And then it would have come out that you were pregnant and you would have been the double devil. You went to try to show your support to be there for her and not to drink because you couldn't drink. And that to her was you somehow showing up with a bullhorn being like, Hello, everyone, at this thing, I am pregnant. It is no longer a time to be sad. It is no longer a time to grieve. It is a time to celebrate me. You did the exact opposite of that. There is nothing that you could have done differently here. Not a damn thing. Unless you showed up with some, like, fake drink in your hand and you were only drinking from that for the night and it was water and you told everybody it was vodka or something. like. And even then... Are they just never going to find out that you're pregnant? She's blaming you for being pregnant. That's what all this comes down to. And yes, she's lashing out at you. And yes, her emotions are, I'm sure, just running amok right now. And I understand she's going through a terrible, terrible time. But for someone to take someone's completely respectful actions, blow it up into something that it's not, and then victimize themselves over it, I have no respect for none. There was a lot of projection going on there about the attention-seekingness. There's nothing that you could have done. She, I mean, you could have done something different in the faking process, but she's still going to find out. And then when she finds out, she's going to react. At some point, it was either going to happen all at once or there was going to be this slow chip away build at this reaction too. Maybe she's got it out of her system now. I doubt it. I bet there's going to be a grudge held for a long time here. It doesn't matter. Like, you don't... You don't get to take your trauma and project it onto other people and blame them for not having your trauma. You don't get to do that. You don't get to punish people for your trauma, especially when people are there to help you, there to support you, there to be there for you. You don't get to punish those people just because you decide to, because bad things didn't happen to them. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is actually from Best of Redditor Updates, so it must have a real juicy update. Title is T-I-F-U by throwing my steak out a window. And if you haven't heard it before, that's think I fudged up. Last night, my wife's boss from her brand new job invited us over for dinner. On the drive over, my wife reiterated many times to me just how important it was to make a good impression. I scoffed and arrogantly informed my silly wife that I always make good impressions. <laughs> my wife's boss is a single lady in her 50s, so it was just the three of us. We chit-chatted over drinks and salads and seemed to really be hitting it off. She laughed at my well-timed, perfectly appropriate jokes and my wife seemed pleased. Soon, she brought up the main course, a nice big juicy steak for each of us. As I began to cut into my steak, I was discouraged to discover how undercooked this steak was. Now, I've had my fair share of rare steak. I prefer medium, but I can handle rare. This was several minutes on a hot grill short of rare. <laughs> I probably could have resuscitated the cow had I tried. Instead, I sat there fidgeting with my knife and fork, worrying about how I was going to get away with not eating this steak. Claim veganism? No, I'd already feigned great enthusiasm upon seeing the steak. Just then, our hostess excused herself to the kitchen to take care of some dessert preparations. As I looked across the fancy dining room table at the open window of this third-story apartment, our car <laughs> a cartoon light bulb appeared over my head. I knew I had to be decisive, realizing that she could return at any moment. I committed. 
I grabbed the stake with my hand, gently shook off the juice, and executed a perfect throw right through the center of the open window. Here's the big time fudge up. The window wasn't open. <laughs> it was the cleanest freaking window you would have ever seen in your life. That is, until my mostly raw slab of steak slammed up against it and slowly slid down, leaving a trail of bloody juice in its wake. My wife, whose steak was a nice medium rare and was unaware of my predicament, turned, jaw dropped, and stared at me like I was an alien from another planet. I, this look then slowly morphed into more of a, there is no place on this planet you can ever hide from me, expression of demonic anger. Oh, man. My wife's boss heard the thud of the stake on window impact and came quickly. She, she took in the scene, the stake sitting on the windowsill, the blood trail, my empty plate, and then gave me an inquisitive, puzzled look. I just didn't know what to say. It felt like a minute of silence, but was probably three or four seconds. The best I could manage was, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm such a klutz. I don't know. I was just cutting it and it, it slipped. Just ask my wife. I really am a klutz, right, honey? No help coming from that direction. I will clean this up. I can't believe this. I am so, so sorry, etc., etc. Both women continued to stare at me like I had escaped from the loony bin as I smeared the blood around on the window with my cloth napkin, dusted off the stake, and continued to mutter my incoherent explanation. I knew no one was buying the story. I knew what I had to do. I sheepishly returned to my seat and proceeded to eat every bite of that disgusting, cold, chewy, bloody, raw steak. I remained pretty quiet the rest of the evening. My wife's only two words to me since the incident are, I'm fine. Those two words are never good words, sir. Update, just got the first post, I'm fine, communication from my wife via text, who is at work. Good news, boss's name, and I just had a good laugh over how much of a f***ing idiot you are. I hope you know you will never live this down. Love you, you moron. Well, at least they laughed about it. There's more here. There's more. There's even, there's an update. <laughs> there There is definitely an update here, but wow. <laughs> uh, relevant comments. These comments just make the story better. One question, OP. Let's say that window was open and the steak is gone. She returns a minute later. Would you tell her that you just devoured it? <laughs> more comments. It's times like this when you should just fake a seizure. You should have grilled the steak under the pretense that you were killing off any germs that it might have picked up on the floor. Original OP's reply, damn it, that's a good idea. Comment, my wife's only two words to me since the incident are I'm fine. The only reason I believe this story is because of that statement. Comment, I just love the thought process. OP sees the window and in the instant he thinks to himself, I got this. I'm a genius. And then slings the stake. <laughs> we have the update and the update is the wife's perspective. Two years after the OP left theirs, which is fantastic. I can just see this all going down, though. And it, it I'm not going to say it seems like something Candy Thunder and I would be stuck in, but this kind of crazy shit would happen to us. Uh, I wouldn't chuck a steak out, out the window and I'd be fine with a with a, a cool steak, too. I like rare. I like rare, rare. Rare's good. But man, the sound, the squelchy impact of that steak hitting the cleanest window you've ever seen in your entire damn life. <laughs> And then just slowly sliding down. Like you almost hope that somebody in a neighboring building just happened to be looking at her window at that instant to just see a stake just and then this this is uh this needs to be written into an episode of something. Maybe we need to recreate this. We need to do like a parody reenactment. I'd be down for that. All right, let's get into the update. Update wife's perspective two years. 
Note, my husband told his think I fudged up from his perspective a couple of years ago, and it was a popular post. Someone suggested that I should tell it from my perspective. Hope our discomfort brings a little joy to you fine Redditors. I had just gotten a brand new job that I was really excited about, so I was delighted when my boss, who I've been trying to establish a rapport with, invited me and my husband over to her home for dinner. Well, mostly delighted. My husband is, well, he's the sweetest, but he has a history of doing really dumb shit. Because of this, I was worried about him coming along. By the time the dinner arrived, I had become so anxious about it that I actually floated the idea to my boss that I wasn't sure if he would be able to make it. She was clearly taken aback and responded, Oh no, I really hope he can. I have dinner for three all ready to go. Upon seeing her dismay, I assured her that I was sure he would find a way to be there. Well, we made it over to her apartment on time and things actually started out really, really well. It was actually just the three of us, which surprised me somewhat, but made me a little less concerned about my husband, as crowds really tend to bring out his unpredictability. He does crazier shit when he's around more people. I had just started to finally relax and was a couple of bites into a deliciously cooked steak when things took a horrible, horrible turn. My boss had just stepped into the kitchen to check on dessert when I noticed something odd out of the corner of my eye. It was one of those things where you know something strange is happening in your peripheral vision, but you're not sure what. You have to look over and focus your gaze to really comprehend it. I look at my husband and see him holding his steak in his hand, hovering it just an inch or two above his plate. Before I had a chance to fully comprehend what I was seeing and verbalize something that might have saved us all from the coming horror, he threw his steak baseball style across the room straight into the dining room window <laughs> it hit the window making a loud noise and slowly slid down now my husband does dumb shit i already told you that but he's not a crazy person usually when he does dumb shit i at least understand what he's thinking there's usually some semblance of rhyme or reason to the dumb shit in this case, I was just dumbfounded. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't wrap my head around what was going on. I stared at him with what must have been the most confused look and watched as he stared back at me. An expression of utter horror painted across his face. I couldn't make any sense of what was happening, but I also didn't have time to try. I heard the footsteps of my boss coming to see what the sound <laughs> coming to see what the sound was. It suddenly sunk in that it didn't matter why he did what he did. He did it, and we were about to come face to face with a very awkward situation. I could feel the anger flush through my face. For a brief moment, I contemplated trying to help my husband get out of this. But no, this was, this was his dumb shit bed, and he could lie in it. Not like there was any possibility of recovery anyway. My boss walks in and sees the stake lying on the windowsill. There's the f***ing longest, most awkward pause where we all just sit there frozen. My boss and I are staring at my husband, forcing the ball into his court as the cringe just hangs in the air like an ocean fog. He finally manages to mutter some incoherent, I can't do it! I can't do it! I can't read the damn thing without laughing every two freaking words. He finally manages to mutter some incoherent garbage about being a klutz and even tries to get me to back him up. I leave his ass out to dry in the deafening silence. He makes a poor attempt at cleaning the window and retrieves his steak. Mercifully, my boss asks me a question about work and we both dive eagerly into conversation. We all resume the rest of the evening pretending that he isn't there. An, an unspoken agreement by all that this is the only way of moving forward. As soon as we get to the car, my husband turned into a nervous chatterbox trying to explain himself. Turns out the dumbass didn't like the way his steak was cooked. Rare. And get this, he thought the window was open. My husband, ladies and gentlemen, tried to chuck his steak at a three-story window. He thought that he thought that was a reasonable solution to being served an undercooked steak. A year or so later, my boss hosted a Christmas party for the company at her newly built home. 
My best friend, Jenny, was my plus one. Edit, okay guys, I probably overplayed the dumb shit angle. Yeah, he's known for acting without thinking things through, but this one moment does not represent the norm. From my perspective, in this moment, he looked like a Looney Bin character gone mad, which is what makes the story so funny in retrospect. My husband is a fun-loving, kind husband and father who makes life very fun. Oh well. Glad that most of you got the same small bit of enjoyment out of your day from the story. Also, we all have our faults. I joke about my husband not thinking things through. He jokes about my preoccupation with with what others think of me, etc., etc. Relevant comments, it would have been amazing if he pulled it off only to have the stakes splat on the windshield of a car. Another user replies, it would have been more amazing to hear his ridiculous half-wit explanation of how he ate the entire steak in a matter of a few seconds. (laughs) She married Peter Griffin. Considered concluded until the boss writes a uh, think I fudged up later on. Wow. I, I can't imagine me being like, you know what? Yeah. And to, to have it be a window on the other side of the room and chuck it baseball style. There's some confidence in that, right? And I love how up to this point in the story, too, he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a charmer. Perfectly timed jokes. I was killing it. I was crushing it. And then the cold stick. If I had done something like this, Candy Thunder would immediately have, have treated me the same way. Just giving me the look, hung me out to dry in silence, uh, would give me the stern, like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I probably would have come up with the same excuse. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, I, I'm clumsy. I'm, I'm a klutz. I was cutting it. And it's somehow, you know, like pretty, like pretty, it's like his, he went pretty woman with it. Only it wasn't an oyster. It was, <laughs> it was a steak. He tried to pretty woman this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was his explanation. Slippery little suckers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the astronaut for not inviting my stepsister to my wedding after she accused me of trying to steal her thunder? We take those words personally around here. I, 30 female, got engaged to my longtime partner, Matt, 32 male, and we were thrilled to start planning our wedding. We decided to have a small, intimate ceremony with close friends and family. Among the potential guests was my stepsister, Emily, 28 female. We don't have a great relationship, but I didn't want to create unnecessary drama, so I intended to invite her and her husband. The issue began when I shared our wedding date with the family. Emily immediately reacted negatively, saying our wedding was too close to her planned baby shower, which was scheduled for the following month. She accused me of stealing her thunder by having my wedding so close to her event. Following month? Okay. 
I was shocked by her response because we have never discussed her baby shower date and I couldn't have known about it when we chose our wedding date. I tried to explain this, but Emily insisted that I should have somehow known and adjusted our plans to accommodate her. The tension escalated when Emily called a family meeting to discuss my selfishness in planning my wedding near her baby shower. During the meeting, she accused me of being inconsiderate and trying to overshadow her life events. The rest of our family members seemed torn, with some taking her side and others understanding my perspective. Time out. Who felt torn here? Who was like, yeah, that seems reasonable. Seems reasonable. They're within nine weeks of each other. Two large life events cannot happen within nine weeks of each other. I'm sorry. Also, who calls a family meeting to bitch about someone scheduling an event? too close to their event. In the end, I felt like I was being treated unfairly and that Emily was making unreasonable demands, you don't say. So I made the difficult decision to not invite her to our wedding, fearing that her presence would only add stress and tension to our special day. Now our family is divided and some family members are angry at me for not inviting Emily. Oh, you just can't win here, OP. You can't. This, Emily is one of those people that puts you in situations where you can't win. And no ma you can't win. And no matter what you do, you're the asshole. Because they're really, really good at victimizing themselves. She's a freaking pro. She continues to claim that I'm the one who's being selfish and unreasonable. So, Reddit, am I the astronaut for not inviting my stepsister to my wedding after she accused me of trying to steal her thunder? Hell no. She's a pro, and there was another Kobayashi Maru here. This is the kind of person, no, no matter what you do, will victimize themselves somehow, double victimize themselves by putting you in a position where you have to take action to exclude them and then use that exclusion as a further victimization here. So she's just, she's just really good at it. You're up against a pro here. There is no freaking way to win this. And you know what? If people within the family are torn, if some people think that that she's in the right, freaking uninvite them too. If they want to make a stink about it, if they're going to silently side with her and not cause any bullshit, fine. Think whatever you want to think. I don't give a shit. Show up to the wedding if you want to show up. Give us a gift if you want. If you want to. If you don't, freaking fine. It does not matter. It is not going to change the rest of my life. This is my special day. It's not going to be overshadowed with Emily's bullshit. I just spittled. I saw it. No drama. So if there is someone who's vocal about opposing you here, they're uninvited too. Sorry. You're a risk. Can't invite you if you are a risk of drama. You're a risk of stealing my thunder. Top comment, NTA, stealing her thunder how? She's having a baby shower with her friends and family. How much overlap of guests could there be? And a wedding and celebrating the pregnancy and upcoming birth are too totally different events. Hopefully she'll calm down and apologize mm -mm. and maybe possibly get herself invited again. Mm -mm. If she's going to harp on and on about this mythical thunder stealing, by all means, she can stay uninvited and pretend it never even happened. Sheesh. Oh no, she's not going to pretend like this didn't happen. She's going to, she's going to ride this one for a while. Guess what? There's probably going to be some kind of holiday that happens around that time too. Is she going to like protest the holiday? because it's trying to steal her thunder. Also, if you don't release the date with a save the date or calendar invite or something like that, you lose. That's it. You didn't secure the date. You didn't release the date to anybody. You just decided on that date after you had already learned about this wedding date. So sorry, you snooze, you lose. And also I saw some comments in here that, uh, that is, or I saw some comments that say wedding trumps Wedding Trump's baby shower. Agreed. And in, in the importance of events, 
that gets to dictate or get priority, a wedding is above a baby shower. Am I the astronaut for refusing to change my daughter's clothes at a birthday party? I, 34 female, have two kids, eight male and four female. My daughter's name is Aurora. Love that name, by the way. I had that name earmarked for Navy Thunder, um, but we ended up with Navy, which I love even more. But come on, Aurora Thunder? superhero name. My husband, 36 male, and I chose that name because it was slightly similar to my late father-in-law's and worked well with our last names. It had nothing to do with the princess from Sleeping Beauty. In spite of that, we'd have fun with the movie in the past, and ever since my daughter realized that she shared names with a Disney princess character, Princess Aurora has been her favorite. Our family went to Disney World in July, and while there, we bought my daughter a Princess Aurora costume. She adores it and wears it whenever she has the chance. Two weeks ago, one of Aurora's friends from school threw a princess-themed birthday party. She encouraged her friends to wear costumes. My daughter wanted to go as her favorite character, which didn't surprise me at all. When we got to the party, the birthday girl came to greet my daughter, and she was also dressed as Princess Aurora. I didn't know what her costume was going to be prior to the party. I got worried for a second, but the birthday girl was actually really excited. She said that they looked like twins. It was adorable. They ran off to play, and I forgot about the costumes for a while. About 30 minutes into the party, I was at a table with some of the other moms when the birthday girl's mother came up to me. She asked if I had brought any spare clothes for Aurora. I said yes. I always bring an extra shirt and shorts for her. She then asked me to change my daughter into the spare clothes and out of her costume. This bitch did not. The mother explained that she'd hired a photographer to walk around taking pictures of the kids and was also planning on getting a group photo near the end of the party. She didn't want anyone wearing the same costume as her daughter in these pictures. She also thought her daughter might get jealous since my kid gets to share her name with the favorite princess. Now, if the birthday girl was the one who had a problem, I might have considered changing Aurora into her spare clothes. But no, she was genuinely excited that they were dressed the same. It also didn't feel fair to force my daughter to be the only one without a costume in a party full of children in princess dresses. I said no and explained my reasoning to the girl's mom. She insisted for a few minutes, but I held my ground. Some of the other moms started to back me up and she eventually got up and left. When I went to pick up my kids earlier this week, I ran into her friend's mom. She accused me of ruining her daughter's party by allowing Aurora to wear the same costume as her. She told me she doesn't think she'll ever be able to look at the pictures without being disgusted by my behavior. I thought she was exaggerating, but I'm starting to doubt myself. No, OP, no. Our conflict has found its way into the mom group that we were both in, and opinions over there are divided. What? No. No. You mean alliances are divided, not opinions are divided. Some think having two girls wear the same costume is no big deal. Others think I should have changed my daughter's clothes. Am I the astronaut? How about everyone thinks, everyone thinks that if you couldn't wear a specific costume, that should have been included in the invitation details, huh? And if you don't include that in the invitation details, you don't get to enforce it. You don't get to say... You don't get to not say anything, and then people show up and be like, um, that's not dress code. I'm sorry. My daughter's wearing that costume. You're going to have to change out of that and be the only kid not in a princess dress because my daughter might get jealous. Wow. And the kid had no problem with it at all. The mom had a problem with it. It's crazy that shitty people can have good kids, isn't it? Isn't it? Because, I mean, like, parent pickup line, how some parents behave, like, you would assume, like, their kid is going to be an absolute asshat, too. But a lot of shitty 
people have really good kids. I'm, I don't know how that works. She had a good kid, and she's a shitty person. And hopefully her kid doesn't grow up to be the same kind of shitty person that she is, but she was willing to single out and punish a child who is four. She's willing to punish a four-year-old and make her feel completely excluded and sad for something that her daughter doesn't even give a shit about. That's an ASCON one offense. That is a straight up evil shite thing to do. There is no justification for it whatsoever. If that was going to be a thing, you needed to send out that information ahead of time. You don't get to just randomly speak up when someone shows up. Everybody was encouraged to wear princess dresses. That was it. Only information. And OP for holding your freaking ground. Hell yeah. That's awesome. You even got some moms to back you up. Now the whole group chat moms group thing. That's bullshit. I don't think anybody really agrees with her. I think this is an alliance thing. I think this is a my friend or my daughter is friends with her daughter. And if I oppose her now, my daughter's going to end up getting punished because they're not going to get to play together anymore. And I have to agree with her because it's political. That mom group is political. That are, those are not real opinions. Those are party lines. Understand that people aren't really disagreeing with you. They're placating someone else because that someone else needs them to. Imagine if her daughter had to go through this, what, what opinion would she have? Oh, and also bitching about her name. Uh, my daughter might get jealous because your daughter actually has the name Aurora. Okay. Sorry. Let me change her into street clothes while all the other girls play in princess dresses. And just for this party, we'll change her name too. How did that sound? Hey, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Askonaut for Refusing to Take Down a Congratulatory Facebook Post for One of My Daughters? I, 56 female, have twin daughters Ava and Susie, 25, with my husband, 57 male. Ava and Susie have always been complete opposites, but they were best friends up until just before they both moved away for college. Ava got into one of the best schools in the country and moved across the country for it, and Susie got into a good school, but not as great as the one Ava got into, and this is where the problems began. Susie started making digs at Ava and making jokes that the college only accepted her for diversity reasons. Ava wouldn't let Susie say mean things about her without fighting back, so it was basically an entire summer of fighting and hostility in our household, no matter what my husband and I did to try to solve it. Susie's situation at college wasn't great. She got into drugs in college and was expelled in her second year for doing them on campus. She had to move back home and go to rehab. Rehab failed a lot of times, but we didn't give up on her. Ava would come back home several times a year to come see and support her sister. Wow. Well, Ava sounds pretty rock solid right now. We were doing whatever we could to help Susie get her life back on track. Last year was the first time Susie's rehab actually worked for months after she finished the treatment and she even got a part-time job. Things were and still are looking promising. She hasn't gone back to drugs and she is now working 30-ish hours per week. She's exercising and writing poetry and painting. We're so incredibly proud of her. Ava graduated with an undergraduate and a master's degree. My husband and I flew into her city for both graduations. Susie couldn't come for Ava's master's graduation because she said she couldn't take time off work. She hasn't taken time off work the entire year, so I'm kind of doubtful that she would be denied time off, but I didn't push the issue. I figured she just didn't want to go. 
Anyway, my husband and I went and we took loads of pictures, some of which I posted on Facebook. A lot of my friends and family were commenting about the post congratulating Ava and wishing her well. I got a call from Susie like 30 minutes after I posted it, asking if I could delete it. I asked her why, and she couldn't give me a reason at first. I said I'm not deleting it without a good reason, since all I did was post about Ava's graduation. She said if I keep posting about Ava's achievements and none of hers, she's going to look like a failure to everyone, and they're all going to wonder why Ava has done so well in life and she hasn't. I mean... I said I don't post about her because she doesn't ever want me to. The one time I posted the very first big canvas she painted onto Facebook, she asked me not to because she thinks it's not something good enough to post or to be proud of in comparison to what other people her age are achieving. I always try and assure her that we are proud of her and how far she has come is something she should also be proud of herself, but she still doesn't ever want me to post anything about her on Facebook, so I don't. I told Susie that her feelings are valid, but Ava deserves to be celebrated, and that maybe she can talk about her feelings about this whole thing with her therapist and find a way to cope because living like this isn't fair to either of them. I said I want to post about her achievements too and how proud I am of her, but she won't let me, and that doesn't mean I shouldn't do it for Ava either. I was going to ask Ava whether she minds if I take it down, but honestly, I think Susie needs to deal with this problem with her therapist instead of forbidding us to celebrate Ava on social media. I don't want her to continue living like this, and I don't think me conceding this time will be helpful to either of my daughters in the long run. Susie said it shouldn't be this hard for me to do something so minor that will make her feel better. I don't know if I'm being completely awful or if I have it right. Am I the astronaut? Uh, The fact that here at the end, Susie calls it minor... Is this so she's she's trying to minimize Ava's success to make herself feel better. And I understand that Susie's going through a lot of shit, right? I'm sure that is a an incredibly difficult time. But again, people who punish other people for their trauma because they don't have they didn't have those bad things happen to them are shitheads. You cannot do that. You cannot punish other people. You have a viewpoint. You take those things more personally because because of what you went through and because you compare yourself to your sister. That does not mean that the entire world is going to pretend that your sister didn't graduate. That does not mean that the entire world is going to share your opinion here. This is your individual opinion. This is your individual worldview and you alone. If you don't like it, unfollow your mom. If you don't like it, Click on the post and say, see less posts like this or hide or whatever. You have the ability to limit what you see. You cannot put a filter on the entire freaking world because you don't want to see things. That is garbage. OPNTA here. I think we did that already, but I'm doing it again just in case. Now, sister, let's talk about Susie. So Ava got into the, the good college and has, has been successful. Just graduated with an undergrad and a master's. Susie had trouble, got into drugs, has gone to rehab several times, has had a turbulent life to this point, but wants to pretend like Ava hasn't done any of these good things or wants her mother to pretend like Ava hasn't done any of these good things, which is completely unfair. Amanda says Susie's always felt inadequate compared to her sister. Mom is right. Talk to a therapist. I agree with that. She's definitely felt inadequate her entire life and and has taken jabs for that reason, but trying to force her mother to not celebrate her other daughter, that's horseshit. You don't get to do that to someone. You don't get to project your trauma onto them and force other people to make different decisions because you went through something. When you have trauma, you don't get to change the rest of the world. You don't get to force your mother to pretend like her other daughter didn't graduate. You don't get to force your mother to to not celebrate her other daughter. 
You don't get to force other people to do those things. You can make those choices for yourself to see those things less. I understand that. She has been through a lot of shit. I agree with that. She doesn't get to force other people to ignore the achievements of their other children because they don't want to see it. That's where she's, she's in a two. I think the trauma is the thing that prevents her from getting to a one here. She definitely should not have done what she did here. And she's got to learn it and she's got to accept that. And I, I don't know about the path to healing from addiction. I do not know about that. But the world is not going to stop spinning for her. Her sister is not going to stop living her life for her. And if she gets hurt by the things that she sees on the internet, then she has to make the choice not to see those things. She does not get to make that choice for other people. She does not get to make the choice that those things just don't exist to the rest of the world. She can only choose for herself. She cannot choose for other people. She cannot control them because of her trauma. So mom wants to post about Susie's achievements here too, and Susie won't let her. And then says, you can't do that because you haven't posted anything about mine. And people are going to think. That was the whole thing. She was worried that people were going to think that she was a failure because her sister had achieved more. It's okay to feel. Not an asshole for feeling that. What you do with that feeling can make you an asshole. And in this case, it did. Most certainly. Yeah, Susie, Susie taunted Ava by telling her she, she only got into the good school for diversity. No, Susie, Susie taunted Ava, not the other way around. She definitely needs therapy and a sponsor. I'm assuming she already has a sponsor, um, but she definitely needs to be in therapy. And this is something that she needs to work toward. Her mother is being as understanding and supportive as she can. She cannot pretend like her other daughter doesn't exist as much as Susie wants her to. Just can't do it. Can't do it. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Askinaut for telling my friend she is ungrateful about being a stay-at-home mom? This isn't going to get messy at all, I'm sure. The other day, I went to lunch with four mom friends of mine. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and so is one of the other moms. Of the other three, one worked part-time and the other two full-time. One of the moms that works full-time mentioned how they had started to pay for a house cleaner to come in every other week. They both work full-time and have two kids and were finding that they couldn't keep up with all the chores. The other stay-at-home mom was agreeing with her about finding it difficult to keep the house clean when her husband only does a few chores inside the house. She told us her husband's main jobs are cooking dinner, cleaning the bathrooms, and looking after the yard. In my opinion, that's a more than fair distribution of chores considering her husband works full-time. They have one child, 10 female, and no pets. I mentioned to her that it actually sounded pretty fair and that my husband has zero cleaning chores and mostly only cooks on the weekends if he wants. I told her as he works full-time to provide for our family, I consider it my job to do the majority of the household chores. This isn't gender-related in my opinion. If we both worked, I would agree about splitting chores equally, or if I worked and he didn't, I would be expecting him to do the majority of the housework. I have five children, the youngest two aren't in school, and I'm a carer for my husband's grandmother. Yet, still, it's easy to set aside a couple of hours a day for household chores. She strongly disagreed with me, and she thinks her husband should be doing more, and told me couples should split housework equally. I told her that I think she's being ungrateful to her husband, who allows her to be a stay-at-home mom, even now their child is older. I ask her what she does all day if she expects him to do half the chores and that she just wants an excuse to be lazy. In the end, lunch was ruined. She called me an anti-feminist and an asshole. Two of our friends took her side, telling me off for judging her. Was I the asshole here? I feel like I was pointing out the obvious. Candy Thunder left a note here and uh, 
and I, I'm glad she's saying what she's saying here because I feel like I, I need I need a lady's opinion here. But also, it says exactly what I was thinking as I was reading this. Candy Thunder's notes. This sounds like a great way to lose friends. Somebody else's home is not your business, plain and simple. We are humans. We are all different. What works for you may not work for someone else. Mind your own and stay in your lane. So the question here is, am I the astronaut for telling my friend she is ungrateful about being a stay-at-home mom? And I'd say, yeah. Yeah, you are. Um, as I was reading this, I'm like, those are your beliefs, and that's what works for your family. I, I firmly believe that every family is different. And like, like for us, we're a team. We have a team approach to this thing. And if Candy Thunder is home with Navy Thunder, that's work. I mean, it's enjoyable work. So it's the work that I do while I'm here, but it's work. And I, every once in a while, I've uh, started doing it once a week now. We'll stay home at least in the afternoon with Navy Thunder and it's work. It's really hard to care for kids and to get other things done. It's really hard to get things done at home, period, because there's life going on. But that's what works for us. We tag team everything. She can't say that she knows exactly what is on her friend's plate during the day and what she should and should not be doing. You can feel that she is ungrateful about being a stay-at-home mom and not be an asshole. You can't be an asshole for feeling something. You can be an asshole for what you do with these feelings. And in this case, you let those feelings bubble out your mouth and you put your nose in somebody else's business. And that's the problem here. You started applying your life to someone else's life like it's the only way. And that's tough. It's tough in that it's an it's a narrow point of view. You're not being understanding and open to your friends. You're not you're not respecting the way that they live their lives. You're applying your own beliefs onto them and basically telling them that they're wrong if they don't agree with your system. Yeah, it's a really good way to lose friends. That's why you should never get into religion and politics, right? So where is she here? She definitely could have done it differently. I feel like she definitely should have done it differently. Mm. I feel like she's at it too. She definitely shouldn't have done what she did here. She shouldn't have blurted out that her friend is ungrateful and challenged her belief system. If she had asked your opinion, it would be one thing, but she did not ask your opinion. She did not solicit your opinion. You forced it upon her. Just like a political conversation here. If somebody has asked your beliefs on what you think about something, you offer it up that's different because they prompted it. This was unprompted. You decided that you were going to try to save her life and show her the way. It's your way. It's not everybody's. Ask on two, milady. Sticking your nose where it doesn't belong, trying to force your beliefs onto other people. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. That's it. It's it's different for every couple. That's all I know is that it's it's going to be different for every family, for every couple, for every person. They're going to view it a different way, and they're going to find a system that works well for them. I do believe in in marriage and family being a team sport. This is not a political statement. What works for us doesn't work for everybody else. In this case, somebody butted their nose in where it didn't belong, and it was an asshole move, and that's all it is. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. 
Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the Askonauts today. Thanks again.